Eddie Missouri, the 44th annual All-Star Baseball Game. And in the background, the music of the 82nd Airborne Division Carson Color Guard. But this is my country. We're the heartland of America for the All-Star Baseball Classic. Begun in Chicago back in 1933, and now back in Kansas City for the first time in 13 years. Tonight's 44th All-Star Game is brought to you by the first razor with two blades. By Chrysler Plymouth, featuring the 1973 Chrysler, a continuing tradition of engineering excellence. And by Contact. Contact capsules contain the hay fever allergy medicine doctors prescribe most. The 44th annual All-Star Game being played at Royal Stadium in Kansas City just moments away. Hello again, everyone. This is Jim Simpson along with Mari Wills. And now let's really give you a good look at the lineups. First of all, for the National League, we gave them briefly to you before. Pete Rose, who recently passed the 2,000 hit mark, hitting at 324 with the Cincinnati Reds, leads off and plays left field. Joe Morgan, also of Cincinnati, leading the major leagues in stolen bases, plays second base. Cesar Cedeno, the Houston Astro that everybody predicts great things for. He's hitting 318. Go back third and play in center field. Hank Aaron of Atlanta, you know all about him. 700 home runs, 27 of those this year. His 16th start in an all-star game. Billy Williams narrowly missed the most valuable player award last year. Hitting 279 this year, 12 home runs, 50 RBIs. His second start, of course, Williams plays right field and left field for the Chicago Cubs. Johnny Bench, who got more votes than anybody else in the voting for this All-Star game, will be behind the plate again. Johnny is in his mid-20s, and this is his fifth consecutive start as a National League All-Star catcher from Cincinnati. Ron Sato, the Chicago Cubs, is at third base, hitting a 299 this year, 11 home runs, 50 RBIs. Chris Spire, the young shortstop of the San Francisco Giants, is in his second game, his first start. Rick Wise will be the pitcher. Another word about the Royals Stadium as they continue to warm up both the American and National League All-Stars down each sideline here. Not only is it artificially turfed, but as the Cincinnati Reds did with their Riverfront Stadium for the first time several years ago, the only dirt on the entire field are the areas around home plate, first, second, and third base, and the pitcher's mouth. The rest is all artificially turfed. At Murray Wills, they're saying this might be an advantage for the National League since they have so many artificially turfed fields, whereas this is the only one in the American League completely artificially turfed in the infield and outfield. Yes, Jim, I talked with some of the players before the game. Brooks Robinson of the Baltimore Orioles in the American League has only played on one field that's completely covered with artificial turf, and that's here at Kansas City. But he feels that there will be no uh, disadvantage. Uh, it only takes about 15 to 20 minutes, and uh, he can adjust to it. Uh, Bill Freehand, uh, as a catcher for the Detroit Tigers, feels that uh, the National League had an advantage in uh, 1970 in Cincinnati when they played on a, a, a turf field that was covered all over for the first time. But uh, that has been minimized now because of the Kansas City ballpark. And all down the line, Willie Horton of the Detroit Tigers also, he feels that maybe the National League would have an advantage in the outfield because they have six 
covered fields in the National League, and they're more uh, familiar with that type of surface. Pete Rose will lead it off. Now, Rose, of course, from Cincinnati, will be facing Jim Catfish Hunter, who is on a 10-game winning streak, has won 15 ball games this year, has lost only three, won two games against the Cincinnati Reds in last year's World Series. He's lost an all-star game. That was six years ago out in Anaheim, and Tony Perez hit a home run off in extra innings to give the National League another one of their victories. But Hunter is hot. He is a thinking pitcher. He will not overwhelm you. Has good stuff, a variety of pitches, changes speeds very often, and pitches to spots. He's a thinking man pitcher who has never been in the minor leagues. Now, Pete Rose, on the other hand, in the last seven games, has been hitting at a 448 clip. In the last 27 games, Rose has hit at 412, believe it or not. Steps in for his first start in a National League All-Star uniform. He's been in many games before. This is his first start. Switch hitter hitting 324, two home runs, 34 RBIs. And, of course, he's batting left-handed against the right-handed Jim Catfish Hunter. Again, defensively, Mayberry at first, Carew at second, Caponeris at short, Robinson at third, Mercer at left, Otis in center, Jackson in right, Fisk behind the plate, and Jim Catfish Hunter looking in for the first pitch of the 44th All-Star game. And here it is, missing outside. For ball one to Pete Rhodes. Again, Hunter will not try to overpower you. Does have a good fastball. Hits the spots very well. Ground ball toward Carew at second base. Scoops it up and has the easy first out. That'll bring up Joe Morgan. Hitting 295. 12 home runs, 48 RBIs. He was the most valuable player in this All-Star Classic. Murray last year down in Atlanta. But he singled in the uh, winning run in the 10th inning. Yes, that Joe Morgan is some kind of ball player. And besides, uh, he has more power probably for his size, uh, I'd say, along with maybe one or two other players in the major leagues than anybody else in baseball. Uh, he can hit the ball a long ways for a little guy. Left-handed pitcher takes a rare catfish hunter fastball high and away. Now, Morgan is wearing on his left wrist a sweatband with a number 13. That is not his number. His number is eight, but Dave Concepcion broke his ankle Sunday. That is his number with Cincinnati. At Morgan, who, of course, plays second base to Concepcion, shortstop. In deference to his buddy, Concepcion is not here. He's in the hospital, but at least his wristband is here, and Joe Morgan and company are thinking of it. 2-0 oh now the count, and Hunter, who rarely walks people, is now gone to 3-0, and oh, missing outside and high to Joe Morgan. Morgan draws a lot of walks. Leads the majors with 36 stolen bases. Stands well forward to the batter's box and now aiming with the breaking pitch. Slider on the inside corner, strike one. Three balls, one strike. One out top of the first, no score. We have just begun the all-star game in Kansas City, Missouri. Hunter ready with the 3-1 pitch. Comes in, swing and a miss. Ooh, that ball by Morgan, fastball. I noticed they're playing Morgan to pull. During the regular season, uh, teams will have meetings to go down the lineup of uh, the opposing players and find out just how to play them and how to pitch to them and they're playing Morgan to pull. Three and two hits it high in the air to the right side and Carew's going to be in on the second play in as many tries as he catches the high pop out. Well there's a 
sample of Catfish Hunter getting the spots. He was 3-0, went to 3-2, and, and then got Morgan to pop to Carew at second base. Well, here's Cesar Cedeno, the right-handed hitting young, sensational 22-year-old star from the Houston Astros, hitting a 3-18, 16 home runs, 43 RBIs, has stolen 34 bases, second only to Morgan, but has been bothered this year with injuries, first of all to his ribs, then to his ankles. First pitch, breaking pitch, first strike. The strike one pitch, right back, hit off the fists and foul down the left field line, make it into about the third row of the seats. Honor, as we said, often changes speeds. He'll change off his fastball off his breaking pitch but has excellent control two strikes now quickly to Sedanio Otter of Oakland ready takes something off this and Sedanio's way out in front and laces it foul again to the left Jim when you said that Hunter had excellent control you're so right when he went 3-0 and on Morgan it was by design he was trying to hit a corner but he can throw the ball in the strike zone anytime he wants to and that's why he was able to come back and get Joe out Thanks to Daniel, way around to the left, land him to pull, and he strikes out swinging. The runs, hits or errors. Catfish Hunter has a perfect first inning. The American League All-Star is coming to bat with no score. The American League All-Stars have this lineup. Cappy Campaneras leading it off and playing at shortstop. He's from Oakland. Rod Carew, who made this year win his third American League batting championship. The Minnesota second baseman, Pat Second. John Mayberry, the youngster, having a great year from Kansas City as at first base batting third. Reggie Jackson, who's on a tear now and now leads the American League in home runs and in RBIs and in run scores, bats cleanup from Oakland. Amos Otis is in center field from Kansas City. Bobby Mercer, the Yankees, bats sixth out and left. Carlton Fisk of Boston bats seventh and is the catcher. Brooks Robinson at third base batting eighth and Jim Catfish Hunter with no designated hitter in the All-Star game batting ninth. Campy Campanaris in his first start hitting a 279, two home runs, 27 RBIs, and has 23 stolen bases. Second to Bill North of Oakland. The pitcher, Rick Wise of the St. Louis Cardinals, right-handed pitcher who throws hard and at the knees with his first pitch for strike one. Wise was traded from Philadelphia to St. Louis for Steve Carlton. Wise did not have a good year last year. Carlton had a sensational year. Ground ball picked up by Whitey Herzog, coaching at third base. Chuck Tanner's over at first base. Wise 11 and 5 thus far this year. No scores. We begin the last of the first inning of the 44th annual All-Star Game. Wise, big, tall right-hander, throws low and away. One ball, two strikes to Campy Campanaris. Wise is also a pretty good worker. Stares in at Johnny Bench. And now Campanaro steps out. Jim Wise is also a pretty good hitter, too, and being that the National League pitchers do get a chance to hit this season, uh, whereas the American League pitchers don't, I think we might uh, give the National League a little advantage there. Slider 
batter Cut Campanaris looking on the inside corner. Strikeout number one for Rick Wise. Well, thus far, nobody has reached base, and here is Rod Carew. Rod Carew, this is his seventh season with Minnesota in the Major Leagues. It's the seventh time he has started an All-Star game. He is on a 14-game hitting streak as he starts tonight's game, hitting 390. And in the last 47 games, Carew has been hitting at a 382 clip. Fouls the first one away. He is hitting 350 to lead the American League. Willie Horton is on the bench. Sitting at 349. We keep looking up, looking to see if one of those expected thunderstorms that have been with us all day long is in the area. It is not at this moment. Wise ready. Comes over the top with this one, misses outside. One ball, one strike to Carew. Aaron is at first, Morgan at second, Spire the shortstop, Santo the third baseman. Rose in left, Sedano in center, Williams in right. Bench giving the sign to Wise, who throws ground ball to Spire shortstop. Up with it, the long throw to first base, and he's got it. By a step. And that'll bring up John Mayberry in the scoreless all-star game. And, of course, he plays for the home folks. Mayberry. Hitting a 297, 80 home runs, or rather 80 RBIs and 20 home runs. But Mayberry making his first All-Star appearance. Murray has not been doing that well lately. He's only had five hits in his last 25 times at bat. Has not had an RBI in his last 10 games, only two in his last 13. But he's had 80 for the season, so you know the kind of start he got off to. They play him deep and around to the right, and he takes a strike right down the middle from Rick Wise. Five in the power alleys, 3.30 down the lines, 4.10 to 7. Inside, and Mayberry almost went for it and then had to back away, checking his swing. Out in center field, fountains continually spout downward with red lights behind them, and they react to the sounds here in the stadium. Shooting gushes of water high in the air. It's a magnificent Royal Stadium with a big, beautiful scoreboard. Fouled off to the right over toward a photographer's seat, and it's one ball, two strikes to Mayberry. Two out, no score, nobody's reached first with the last of the first of the All-Star game. Jim and I'll telecast on the baseball game of the week for NBC. I've often said that Willie Stodgill and Frank Howard of the Detroit Tigers have more power than anybody in baseball. Just prior to the game, Gene Mark of the Montreal Expos said that John Mayberry can match him. Fastball misses outside. Wise stares in at Nestor Shylock of the American League. Thought he had it. It's two balls, two strikes. Mayberry, a big youngster, lots of power, stands very deep. Left-handed hitter, closed stance, wiggles that bat above his shoulder, and grounds this one foul past Herzog, the coach at third base. Two balls, two strikes. Well, for the first time in many years, both of these squads contained relief pitchers. The managers, Dick Williams of the American League, Sparky Anderson of the National League, have come to win. They want somebody to be able to shut the door if they get a lead in the late innings, or if they get in trouble. Bow back toward us, and just over our head. Still two and two. 
rather surprised that he was tabbed by Sparky Anderson to start. Jim Hunter, who plays for Dick Williams of Oakland, has known for a week that he was going to start and suspected it for an even longer period of time than that. Two and two, Wise stares in, holds the ball in the glove directly in front of him. Now on the wind up and a ground ball. Slowly hit. Aaron comes over, underhands it to Wise, who covers, and it's a one, two, three inning for Wise in the National League. Around hits her errors, and we've gone through one inning, American League nothing, National League nothing. They call Kansas City, Missouri, the heartland of America. And hello from there, Jim Simpson with Mari Wills. Wherever you are listening around these United States, in Europe, South America, the Caribbean, in Asia, or in Japan, welcome to the 40th year of All-Star Broadcasting on NBC. And Hank Aaron steps in for the National League All-Stars in the scoreless game. Gets the announcement. He had a standing ovation before, and you know what everybody here, and I'm sure Mari listening around the world, are waiting for for Hank Aaron to tee off. Right-handed batters. You know by now some of the quickest wrists at all of baseball facing the right-handed catfish hunter and fouls the first. It's strike one. Fouls it at the plate. Jim, the pressure's not only mounting for Hank Aaron, but also the National League pitchers. Claude Osteen of the Dodgers felt that any time he went 3-0 uh, or 2-0 on Hank Aaron that the fans would begin to boo him because uh, they thought he might be pitching around him. This one has popped up to the left side. Campanaris, the shortstop, goes out, taps his glove once, waits for it, and has it. A towering pop fly, and Aaron is retired. And thus far, nobody of the first seven batters that bat in this 44th annual All-Star game have hit the ball out of the infield. They've been pop-ups, strikeouts, or ground-outs. Here's Billy Williams in his sixth game, only his second start. They call him Sweet Williams. Not necessarily because of his sweet disposition, but because of his sweet picture book swing. Left-handed batter, stands almost directly opposite the plate, slightly closed stance, takes a strike from Catfish Hunter. Williams last year had a sensational year. Narrowly missed out, as we said, on the most valuable player award. This year, Cubs have begun to struggle a little bit, breaking pitches inside under his hands. It's one ball, one strike. And on the last day before the All-Star break, the Cubs fell to second. The St. Louis Cardinals took over in the Eastern Division of the National League. One-one pitch from Hunter, right back off the hand of Hunter, and nobody's going to get to this. It'll be a base hit for Williams. First time a man has reached base. Right off the bare hand of Catfish Hunter. Now, I'm not sure that Campanaris would not have fielded that ball because they did have the infield swung around towards right field on Billy Williams. Well, Joe Rumo of Oakland, who's the trainer, is coming out. This is an all-star game. They want to keep Hunter in there, but remember, he is 15-3 for the Oakland A's, who lead the American League division in the West by two and a half games, and he is their premier pitcher. Won 15 and lost only three. Make sure he's all right. He is staying in. But right now, as the trainer starts back for the dugout, let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is WMAQ Chicago. Ace Hardware, the Moore store in the Chicagoland area, has more tools for you. In fact, your Ace store is truly a do-it-yourselfer's headquarters. Bet you could use a power tool or a hand tool. Ace has it for you. 
Plenty of national brands available, electric drills, portable saws, wrenches, hammers. You name it, if you want to fix up the old homestead, you'll find the tools you need at Ace. Kansas City and Dick Williams walking rather briskly, but he's very concerned. He had an appendectomy last week, walking out toward uh, Hunter at the mound, and apparently they're spraying his right hand now, Maury. But to bring Dick Williams off that bench in the shape that he is in, and he's going to the bullpen right now. He is not going to let Hunter stick around anymore. Hunter had faced five men, got the first four, and this injury to his right hand when the ball bounced off his hand is taking him out of action. Exactly. Um, when a pitcher comes in normally to relieve another pitcher, it's, he gets about eight uh, warm-up tosses. But in case of an injury such as this, the pitcher has all the time, he gets all the time he needs to get his arm ready. Well, Hunter is on his way out, and lo and behold, another man coming in by the name of another Oakland A pitcher. That looks like Raleigh Fingers to me. And now we see that he is a left-hander, and that means that it is going to be Kenny Holtzman. Well, Hunter was doing a super job, and as you said, Campanaris might have fielded that ball and thrown out Billy Williams. Williams is at first base. Bench, you got more votes for the second year in a row than anybody else. And the all-star voting steps in. Right-hander power hitter against the left-hander Holtzman, who throws a curveball in the first pitch down low. Ball one. Bench hitting 248, 18 home runs, 71 RBIs, second in the National League. We said he's a youngster, but this is fifth consecutive start. Fastball, grounded toward Brooks Robinson. Picks it up. After juggling it, throws down a second. That's all he's got. Robinson wanted that double play. Dropped the ball, picked it up, and got the lead man, Williams, at second base. You know, Jim, that was a very difficult play for Brooks Robinson. Uh, uh, it probably took Brooks Robinson to come up with that ball, to stay in front of it anyhow, at least get one. The ball hit the, into the uh, sliding pad there, which made it very difficult. Kenny Holtzman last pitch just a couple of days ago. Complete game win against Cleveland, 5-2. to two. Ron Santo, hitting a 299, 11 home runs, 50 RBIs, is up the third baseman in his fourth start. Santo, hitting 299, has been a, a terrific slump for the Cubs. First pitch is high and away with a Holtzman fastball. The last 35 times at bat, Ron has had only three hits hitting 086 in his last 11 games to slump below the 300 mark. Right-handed hitter. Lots of power. No score in this one. There's a drive, and this is a base hit between Robinson and Campanaris. Fielded out there by Bobby Mercer in left field, who throws into the cutoff man Campanaris. Johnny Bench stops at second base. That's the second National League hit. And the first, of course, of Kenny Holtzman. Replacement for the injured Jim Catfish Hunter. Two out, bench down at second base, Santa on at first, and Chris Fire steps in. Young shortstop hitting at 268, and Spire, aside from pinch hitting this last week, has not played much ball. He's been nursing a sore shoulder. Speaking of Ron Santo, the Cubs being into the slump, uh, Billy Williams, who was forced at second base, is also in a slump. This could be one reason why the Cubs have lost that comfortable lead they had in the National League West. Ground ball, Brooks Robinson goes down to second base after scooping it up for the force on Ron Santo and Holtzman, and the American League All-Stars are out of it. No runs, two hits, 
An injured pitcher. Two men left on base. We go to the last of the second. There's no score in the 44th All-Star Game. Reggie Jackson waits in the on-deck circle. And a word about Reggie. In his third start, his fourth All-Star Game, hitting at 292, leading the American League in home runs with 23, in RBIs with 81, and runs scored with 69. In his last 14 games before this All-Star break, Reggie Jackson hit seven home runs, knocked in 18 runs, and hit at a 353 pace. Outside of that, Reggie's just having an average year. And of course, as Jackson goes, so go the Oakland A's. And like Cream, they have risen to the top of the American League Western Division, two and a half games in front of Kansas City, six in front of Minnesota, seven in front of California and Chicago. Here is Jackson in the scoreless game, and who can forget a couple of years ago out of Detroit, but Jackson stepped up in the All-Star game there and blasted a tape measure job home run that they got the American League started and gave them only their second win since 1960 at All-Star play. Rick Wise, the pitcher from the Cardinals, throwing a strike right down the middle. You know, Jim, in an All-Star game like this, the uh, manager for the All-Star team has a big job at uh, being careful how he uses someone else's pitchers. But uh, in this last case with Hunter, as the ball hit out to center field, sending Cedeno back to the warning track, standing there and leaping and does not catch it. Jackson on his way down to second base with a stand-up double. Cedeno playing his first game here in Kansas City, went to the wall and leaped, and the ball was within a half a foot of him, but just drifted down the wall and bounced away, picked up by Williams, and thrown into second base, and Jackson has the first American League hit. And I was going to say, in the case of Hunter, Williams had no problem making a decision at all because it was his pitcher. If he chose to leave him in there, then no one could say anything differently. If he took him out as he did, still all right. Well, they have just announced, Larry, while you were saying that, that nothing seriously wrong with Jim Catfish Hunter taken out as a precaution. Amos Otis of Kansas City, their center fielder, steps in, hitting a 291, has 20 home runs. Jackson down at second base, no score in a scoreless ball game, and the pitch is a breaking pitch high and away. Now, Otis, in the last six games, has hit home runs. One and oh. Wise pitching from the stretch, of course, foul to the screen. We get word now, with a one and one count on Otis, that Burt Flylevin has begun to warm up for the American League, and Holtzman may have all seen his first and last action of this All-Star game. We're in the last of the second, Jackson down at second, none out, and there is no score. Otis right-handed all the way, slightly closed hand, stands deep in the batter's box and holds that bat perfectly still. Slider misses outside. One ball, one strike. Make that two and one, check the count. Jackson's got quite a lead down there at second base, and Joe Morgan is breaking him back, trying to keep him close, but Jackson's not thinking about stealing the base. He just wants to get a good jump in case there's a hit. Uh, he wants to score. The ball gets to these outfielders very fast on this turf. Good one. Wise looks back, now throws, and it's strike two at the knees. Some of the Kansas City fans thought it was a low pitch, but Nestor Shylock is an American League umpire. Normally a high pitch league, but he called that pitch a strike. 
And all of the other things that I've said Reggie Jackson's done, he has also stolen 14 bases this year. Having a just a great year. 2 2 the count to Otis. Ground ball for second base. Morgan knocks it down for Susan Jackson's on his way around third. He'll come in to score. One to nothing in American League. Morgan did well to flag that ball down. Knocked it down. He was off his feet. Jumped up, hustled in the short center field. But Jackson, as Mari had said, was looking for that good lead so he could score if it was a base hit. Got it. And score. Here's Bobby Mercer. Hitting at 306. 18 home runs, 16 RBIs, which is third in the American League. Left-handed swinger from the New York Yankees. Golden Glove winner last year. Small man, but a big man in their plans in New York. Otis, who can steal a base, he's got 12 this year, is checked at first base. Henry Aaron is holding him on at first. One to nothing, the American League. The pitch is outside, and it's 1-0 now to Bobby Mercer. And talking to Amos Otis before the game, uh, Jim, he said that if he got on first base and he saw an opening, he was going to steal the base. So, And Rick Wise does not have that good a move at keeping a good potential base dealer close to the base. High, and it's 2-0. Oh. Then again, he's got Johnny Bench there for the National League, so I'm sure he's given that some thought. Looking out in the uh, bullpen for the National League All-Stars, looks like Twitchell of the Phillies is up and throwing. As Wise of St. Louis, a former Philly, is in trouble. Mercer crouches from his left-handed stance and swings and misses. Two balls, one strike to Bobby Mercer. Fly Levin continues to throw out in the American League All-Star pit. There is a slight breeze blowing toward left. We had thunder showers like you wouldn't believe all day long today. Some doubt at 4, 4.30 this afternoon whether we would play tonight. But here we are. The pitch, center field, line drive. Sedanio waits for it, taps his glove, and takes it after moving a few steps to his left. One out, but that ball was well hit, Mari. Yes, it was, but when you got a player like Sedanio in center field, he just makes him look easy. Well, here's a young man that everybody in New England is excited about, Carlton Fisk, the first man in American League history to be unanimously voted as Rookie of the Year as he was last year. Hitting 275 this year, 18 home runs, 46 RBIs, and he's a catcher, but he's stolen five bases. And for those of you listening overseas, if you have not gotten the up-to-date standings at All-Star break, Fisk's Boston Red Sox are two and a half games out at the American League East in a four-team scramble between New York, Baltimore, Boston, and Detroit. Milwaukee for a long while was in there, and even now is only five games down on the loss column. Fisk, right-handed batter, stands almost straight upright, watches a breaking pitch go outside. Requires ball one. One to nothing, the American League last to the second. Jackson led off the inning with a stand-up double. Otis lined a single off Morgan's glove to score him, and Amos is at first base right now with one out. There he goes, and here's the pitch that's fouled off. Otis will have to come back. One ball, one strike, and he had a good jump, Maury. He had a great jump. I believe he had that base stolen, but Fisk, being the power hitter that he is, can hit the ball to the ballpark, had a good pitch to swing on and didn't take it. That reminds me of Jim Gilliam back in the 60s with the Dodgers. He would have taken that pitch for me. In fact, he would have done everything he could to distract the catcher so he couldn't throw me out. 
One ball, one strike. I remember when you're playing for Montreal one year, you must have tried to steal second base. I don't know how many times, but the ball constantly was fouled off, and you finally stole the base after about ten fouls. Seemed like the base. At least that. It was a three and two count. I remember. I'm still tired. <laughs> one ball, one strike to Carlton Fisk of the Red Sox. They have great respect for his power, and the wind is blowing toward left. Now Wise checks to make sure that Amos Otis is back. Aaron holding him on there. See a lot of managers around this ballpark coaching for the night at least in this all-star game. Here's the pitch way outside. It's two balls, one strike. We said Whitey Herzog of Texas, third base for the American League. Chuck Tanner of Chicago, first base for the American League. And the National League is at bat. Gene Monk of the Montreal Expos is the coach at third. Bill Burden of the Pittsburgh Pirates is the coach at first. Two balls, one strike. Carlton Fisk. No activity at all in the American League bullpen now. Twitchell continues to throw in the National League, and there's a swing and a miss by Fisk. Two balls, two strikes. Go ahead, Mark. I've been watching Johnny Bench down there. Nothing really gets him all riled up. He's as composed as can be, knowing that Amos Otis is still trying to get a good enough jump to steal off of the pitcher. From the stretch, Wise throws. It's too low, and it's three and two. Fisk last year was second in the American League in slugging percentage, 538. Has 18 home runs already this year. Brooks Robinson kneels on deck in this one to nothing game, last of the second. The American League leads it. And I'll think he'll be running, Jim. It's three and two. I think he'll go. With one out. He is on his way, and the ball is hit high in the air in the left field. Pete Rose comes in, so Otis will have to drop back to first base as Rose makes the catch for the second out. Here comes Brooks Robinson. Well, when you talk about how you select all-stars, and remember the all-star teams are selected by the fans with votes of retail stores and ballparks across the country, Brooks Robinson was voted in. Well, there are a lot of people around the American League saying that other third basemen should have been selected ahead of Brooks. But this is Brooks Robinson's 17th consecutive all-star game, and he's been hitting at a 325 clip over those 17 games, and he's quite a clutch performer. Everybody will remember his World Series of a couple of years ago. Maybe getting older, but he'll get untracked, and the fans wanted him here. Pitch is inside. Otis kind of bluffed going there, Mario. That was some kind of move I haven't seen too often. Well, he's trying to get the jump, and the, the rule in base dealing is that if you do not get the good jump, don't go. Stop. And Otis is using good judgment by at least that last time by not going because he didn't get a good jump. Not moving this time. The pitch is high. It's 2-0. Robinson for the Orioles this year is only hitting 228. Seven home runs, 37 RBIs. Right-handed batter, familiar to everybody that's watched Major League Baseball. We're talking to Gene Mark again before the game uh, about Brooks Robinson, like you just mentioned. He said everybody keeps saying he's getting old, he's getting old, but he keeps doing that good, consistently good job. Pretty soon, in another three, four, five years, he will be old. Then they're going to say that, see, I told you. Now, Baltimore is three games up in the loss column. Here's a pitch, and it's high, and it's 
Wise went to three and two on Fisk. The first inning, he struck out Campanaris. He got Carew and Mayberry to ground off, but Jackson doubled in this inning. Otis singled him home. Mercer hit the ball hard. He went to three and two on Fisk, and here is three and zero on Robinson. And the pitch is a strike. Three balls, one strike. Given a normal game now, they're doing the regular season. I think that uh, pitcher-wise would probably be very careful pitching to Robinson because the pitcher's coming up next. Even if we do have a run on first, but an All-Star game, I think he'll go after. Well, he's moving and it's fouled back. Otis on his way down to second base. Willie Horton has come out and is in the on-deck circle. We told you that we got advice that Holtzman was through as a pitcher and that Bly Levin was going to start the next inning. So Willie Horton of the Tigers is coming out and is on deck. But there are two out here in the last of the second inning. Maybe Willie won't get his chance. One to nothing, the American League. And that might be the reason he's going after Robinson rather than to pitch around him because the pitcher won't be coming up. Wise ready and throws, and the ball is hit to short center field. So Daniel moves over to left center field, right center field, rather, taps the glove and has it. Well, Wise was in a bit of trouble after the leadoff double by Jackson. One run, Jackson's run on two hits, no errors in one left. We've gone through two innings now. The American League leads the National League one to nothing. Big, tall right-hander who was born in Zeiss, Holland. Has a great curve, excellent fastball, as you said, and a good change. He has had seven shutouts this year. 112 lost nine, earned run average of 2.45. Well, with seven shutouts and the number of games, 24, that he has started, you can realize that when he is not shutting out the other team, he has had some bad moments. But he's a big, tall right-hander, and he'll be in from Atlanta to face, first of all, a pitcher, Daryl Evans of the Atlanta Braves, who's coming up. Evans hitting a 270, 26 home runs. And now let's check that because he hit another over the weekend. And Evans has a total of 27. He is tied with Hank Aaron playing for the Atlanta Braves, and Aaron has 700. You would never know it, would you? The accent is on Hank Aaron, but here's Daryl Evans, 27 home runs, 67 RBIs, hitting a 268. Left-handed batter facing Bly Levin, and his first pitch is up high, ball one. Evans is a big, tall man. Big for an infielder. There's a strike, one and one. He is 6'2", 200 pounds. Lots of power. They cannot make changes here until after three innings of play. There's a pitch from Bly Levin that misses. One ball, one strike. The starters voted on to the ball clubs of the American and National League All-Stars must play three innings unless, of course, they are injured or a pitcher is battered. There's a foul to the screen by Evans. One ball, two strikes. But you can look for Sparky Anderson to make some changes in a hurry once he gets past three innings. He wants to get his favorite in there. And his favorite? Bobby Bonds of San Francisco. Anderson says, as of July 24, 1973, he's the best player in Major League Baseball. 
and he intends to have him in there. One ball, two strikes. Fly 11 ahead of Darrell Evans. Here's the pitch. Slider misses inside. Two balls, two strikes. Jim Blylevin is basically a power pitcher, but as we've noticed, uh, we uh, telecast some of their games, he became all of a sudden a curveball pitcher. Well, but now he relies primarily on that curveball, Barry, and when he's gotten in trouble, he has stayed with it. Now, they said that he was opening up his left shoulder too much, and his curve would hang. They'd get uh, too good a look at it. It would hang, and they were teeing off on him, so they worked with him. There's a pitch down low, and he has walked the first man he's faced, Evans. But he is closing that left shoulder now, and they figure that it's... He's much more effective. Although here, he went to three and two and then walked Darrell Evans of Atlanta. So Evans is down at first base. That's the first base on balls of the ball game, and here comes Pete Rose. Blyle Evans is also throwing that curveball when he's behind in the count, and that has really made him effective. Here is Rose. Took a pitch and then grounded meekly to Carew back in the first inning. Up for the second time. One to nothing. The American League. We're at the top of the third. Fly 11 pitching from the stretch. And there's a ground ball. Campanaris at shortstop over to Carew at second. Back to first base. Not in time. The throw is off the mark. Picked up on one hop by Mayberry down the right field line. And Mayberry gets a hand for the save of the throw. The Chief throws who couldn't have gone to second base anyway because Pete was just steaming down the first base line had not made a turn towards second base. And also Carlton uh, Fisk had uh, was all the way down behind first base, which is a long way from this ballpark to get back and back up to first baseman like that. Here is Joe Morgan. Those of you who have not watched Joe, little man with a lot of powers, Maury said when he first came up and popped up back in the first inning, left-handed batter, and he'll take that left arm and he'll flap it against his side as he waits the pitch, much like a chicken will flap a wing, and he'll do it, and he says, watch me, the more I do it, the more nervous I am. Morgan steps in. Rose leads off. He's stolen a couple of bases this year. He's not to the edge of the path, and Blylevin checks over there with a low throw that Mayberry digs out of the dirt. John Mayberry in his first All-Star game has had a couple of bad throws the last couple of times out. Fastball from Bly Levin is up high and away. 1-0 to Joe Morgan. Yeah, just watching Bly Levin there. It really must be tough pitching in an All-Star game. You had Darrell Evans uh, for the Atlanta Braves who had as many home runs as Hank Aaron this season. Okay, after him, Pete Rose came up. Now you got Joe Morgan. And after that, Cedeno. Well, pitch 2-0. And waiting in the wings, people like Bobby Barnes. Yeah. And Willie Stargell. Who leads the majors in home runs. And just to think that he couldn't even make the line starting lineup, so you can see what kind of material the fans had to vote against or vote for. The 2-0 pitch from Bly 11 fastball. He has missed again, and we've got activity out in the all-star bullpen for the American League. It's 3-0, Bly 11. Walked the first man he faced, got roasted into a force play, and is 3-0 to Morgan. With Rose on at first base. The American League does not have the bench strength as far as power is concerned 
as the National League does. No question about that. This pitch is high and outside, and on four pitches, Morgan draws the walk, and Rose goes down to second base. Second walk in three men issued by Burt Lyleven. And Jim, I'm just wondering, uh, we have uh, an American League umpire behind the plate. Now, the American League is known for the high strike, the National League, the low strike. So I wonder if it's going to affect the National League hitters or if affect the uh, National League pitchers with uh, the difference in the strike zone. Well, we'll soon be able to tell. Here's Sedano up for the second time, popped out or rather struck out back in the uh, first inning on three pitches, struck out swinging. Right-handed batter, bends those knees, loves to hit, loves to steal, loves to run, takes a fastball for a strike right down the middle. Barr and I were talking about him in the Houston Astrodome the other night, saying it's exciting no matter what he does. And just as we said that, the ball jumped out of there for a home run. And you speaking of Bobby Bonds, uh, Charlie Fox of the San Francisco Giants. That's a ground ball foul. And the boy fell down, the ball boy. Now down one line is Galen Sisko, the pitching coach of Kansas City's son. And down the other foul line is Jack McKeons, the manager of Kansas City's son. And I won't put the onus on either one of those boys, but that boy took a pratfall trying to pick up the the baseball. Two strikes to Sedano.
Eleven ready, changes, ground ball up the middle, base hit. Rose all the way around third base, scooped up in center field by Otis. It's one to one as the third base goes Morgan. And Jim, again, touching on Bobby Bonds, uh, Charlie Fox's manager at San Francisco feels that uh, Bobby Bonds is the best player in the National League today, but Leo DeRocha for the Astros feels that uh, Cesar Cedeno is the better player, so that's either one I don't think you can go wrong. Well, you can't go wrong with the man stepping in right now. Hank Harris with one out in a one-to-one ball game here in the top of the third of the 44th All-Star game. Hank Aaron with 700 home runs to his credit steps in. Right-hander against right-hander. The problem for Fly 11 has been he can't get the ball over the plate like he wants to. He's been missing, and then he's had to groove the ball, and Cedeno picked on a change-up, drilled that one right up the middle. Base hit to left field for Aaron. Not a home run, but it puts the National League in front. Cedeno's on his way to third base. Here's the throw. He is in safe. And gets off the bag and is out. He slid in the third. He was safe and then kind of half tripped, trying to get up and was tagged out by Brooks Robinson. Two out, but it's two to one. The National League is Morgan scored easily. Jimmy was still a great hustle play on Cedeno's part, even though he got thrown out. He beat the play, but with these low bags they use today, it's easily it's easy to overslide them. You hit the bag, and the momentum carries you right over the bag. When I was dealing a lot of bases, I used the big pillow bags, and that didn't happen to me. Here is Billy Williams. Got a base hit off the hand of Jim Catfish Hunter back in the second inning and put him out of the ballgame. Hunter is all right, they say, taken out as a precaution. So Williams is one for one. Pitch from Bly 11 is outside, 1-0. and oh, But it is the National League which has won 24 games and 11 of their last 13, leading the American League 2-1 to one in the top of the third. Williams, a left-hander, stirring out at fly 11, pitching from the stretch with Aaron on at first base. Hank's not going anywhere, but he misses with that fastball up high, and it's 2-0. You know, uh, as you said, Hank, uh, I'm sure, will not take off a second now, even though Mayberry's behind him. But in, about five years ago, Hank Aaron was as good a base dealer as anybody in baseball. Ground ball toward Mayberry, hops up, second off, trots over to first base, and they're out of the inning. The fly 11, walked a couple of men, gave up two hits, and it's two runs, two hits, no errors, and one left. We go to the last of the third, and the National League now leads the American League 2-1. to one. Jim Simpson with Mario Wills in Kansas City. We start the third inning, and the National League leads by the score of 2-1, to one, and we will have a new pitcher, Claude Osteen of the Dodgers is coming in, and if Claude will pardon me, he'll probably use the expression himself. He's what they call among pitchers a garbage man, in that he throws a lot of breaking stuff. So the curveball, the slider, messes around with all kinds of pitches, the occasional fastball, left-handed pitcher, 20-game winner last year, and he's 11-5 and five this year with a 3.02 earn run average. Wise has left the ball game, of course. He pitched two innings, gave up one run, two hits, and struck out one. And we're going to get a pinch hitter now for Fly 11, and it'll be young Buddy Bell. 
21 years old, infielder, outfielder with the Cleveland Indians, and his father played in four All-Star games, and now here is his son, Buddy Bell. At bat to face, Claude Osteen. Bell hitting a 274, five home runs, 34 RBIs. Big, blonde-looking boy stands there right-handed and watches a breaking pitch from Osteen go low for ball one. National League leads this two to one. Osteen ready outside with the pitch. It's two and zero. Oh. Jim, you're so right about Osteen. He throws an assortment of pitches. Uh, his biggest suit is his control. He's got to hit the corners because he does not have the overpowering stuff. Fouled off the end of the batter bell and over toward the American League dugout. Two balls, one strike. We'll also notice that with Osteen, you'll see a lot of counts go two and two, maybe even three and two, because he's got to be real fine with his pitchers. He can't come in like a Bly Levin and challenge your hitter. Two and one pitch, another breaking pitch, and it's fouled off the hands. Two and two to Bell. Carl Lindemann, the vice president of NBC, made the announcement tonight for those of you within television range here in the United States that NBC's cameras are going to begin to follow Henry Hank Aaron in his quest for number 714. And once he gets that, they will stick right with him for 715. They'll be able to interrupt at any time when he comes to bat to see if he gets it. Two balls, two strikes. Line drive over Morgan's head in the right center field. Buddy Bell, as the ball gets by Williams, goes to the wall. Bell is going for third base. Williams picks it up. He will be in. Diving, didn't need to, but Bell took the headlong dive. And he's in at third base. And the official score gives him a base and all the way. The ball bounded past Billy Williams. So the tying run is at third base in the last of the third inning. Bell picked on a change of pace. Breaking pitch of Osteen's and lined it. Billy Williams running to his right towards center field. Had the ball bounce past him, roll all the way to the wall. And Bell showed great speed, but not very good base running sense. He was not held up there by Whitey Herzog, his third base coach. Play was nowhere near close. Here's Campanaris, and there's a pitch outside, ball one. Bell being such a young kid and so excited to be in this All-Star game, I'm sure that as he rounded the bases, he hardly touched the ground anyhow. <laughs> and he didn't even see Whitey Herzog tell him to stand up. He just dove right in there. I think the adrenaline was flowing, to you? Here's another pitch, swing and a miss by Campanaris, who was called out on strikes back in the first. But that was by Rick Wise. One ball, one strike. National League continues to have Twitchell warm up out there. Now it could be someone else because out in the left field, as the sun has gone down in Kansas City, it's difficult to see the color of the uniform. Fouled off to the right by Campanaris. One ball, two strikes. Jim, I notice the National League infield is staying back deep, so they're conceding this run if Campanaris hits the ball on the ground, and that indicates to me that they're very confident that they can get some more runs later on in the ballgame. Osteen, the second National League pitcher. The American League has used three and will have a fourth when we begin the fourth inning. One ball, two strikes. The pitch 
in under the hands that Campanero strikes out, swinging at an Osteen curveball. First strikeout for Osteen. Now with one out, the tying run Buddy Bell is still pushed to third base, and here's Carew. The ground of the shortstop last time up. We'll report again and repeat again. Hitting 350 on the regular season has been hitting 382 in his last 47 games. So Carew comes in here with a hot bat. See, most teams are type of left-handed pitcher that has more luck against right-handed hitters than he does left-handers. Ground ball. Morgan picks it up. He was drawn in. They throw on to Aaron at first. Bell has to hold, and they're two down. And I think an experienced base runner uh, on third base in Bell's case would have scored on that play because Morgan had to go far to his right to one second to field it. Well, Bell never moved. And here's big John Mayberry, who grounded to Aaron at first base last time up. And Mayberry's a hero already in Kansas City. But if he can get a base hit and drive in Buddy Bell with a tying run here in the third, he'll be a bigger hero. Almost an exaggerated close stance. Stands far away from the plate. Left-handed hitter and watches a curveball break low and away. Ball one. Bobby Bonds and Joe Torrey were out warming up, so there were not pitchers out there in the National League bullpen, but rather some ones that uh, might see some action pretty quickly. Two to one, the National League. That's ball two. Down low to Mayberry, who stares into the dugout. You know, as strange as it sounds, some pitchers can work for one corner of the plate better than they can work the other corner. Now, Osteen works the outside corner of the right-handed hitters better, but he cannot work the other corner. So that's why, one reason why he has more trouble with left-handed hitters than he does right-handed hitters. Well, there's his pitch, and this is a rare Osteen fastball. Misses inside, it's 3-0. And if you're keeping score, you know and I know that Reggie Jackson is on deck. Jackson scored the only run for the American League thus far when he had a leadoff double of the second and scored ahead of the single by Amos Otis. Big swing and miss on the 3-0 pitch. It's three balls, one strike to John Mayberry. It's one thing about the All-Star games. They go for broke. Steps back in. He keeps swinging the bat, moving around. Osteen is ready. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss at a breaking pitch. And Johnny Bench goes down, but he is all right. Looks like it might have actually foul tipped the bat of Mayberry and hit Bench. National League leads it by a run, 2-1. to one. Buddy Bell led off this the third inning with a triple to right center field. But he is still at third base, and now there are two out. And Mayberry had a 3-0 count, took a big rip on 3-0, is now up to 3-2. Crafty Osteen against the youngster Mayberry. This pitch almost gets away from bench. Mayberry walks, and Jackson comes up. I see, Jim, that's why Johnny Bench is considered such a great catcher. That ball was uh, wide of the plate by far. Many catchers might not have come up with it, and you really judge a catcher's ability as a catcher on how he handles those balls in the dirt and wild pitches. Anybody can handle the ball in the strike zone. 
Reggie Jackson on a hot streak. Leads the American League in home runs, RBIs, runs scored. Doubled in this game, scored the only run for the American League in this game. Stands in with Bell at third, Mayberry at first, and two out in the last of the third here in Kansas City. Osteen is ready. Chopper toward Morgan. Charges at second base. Up with it. Flips up ahead to Aaron and has Jackson, who is really hustling down the first base line. So, no runs. One hit. The leadoff triple by Bell. No errors and two left at the end of three. It's the National League 2, the American League 1. Bill Finger. Bill Singer, you may have heard, has come on to do the pitching now in the fourth inning for the American League. Singer has had a no-hitter to his credit. Singer now with the California Angels can be very overpowering. Had a no-hitter at the Dodgers back in 1970. Got a good slider. Some people have said that Bill Singer perhaps doctors the ball a little bit. Big right-hander. And Singer has won 15 ball games this year, lost only five. 2.66 is his earned run average. Our score is two to one. And Mayberry is still at first. Drew is still at second. Campaners at short. Brooks Robinson at third. The outfield remains the same. Mercer, Otis, and Jackson. Fisk is behind the plate. So manager Dick Williams, with his first opportunity to make a move, to make some substitutions, has not done so. Johnny Bench will lead it off. Jim, you were about Singer. I believe some time ago he was accused of doctoring the ball, but I know for sure now that he doesn't. And he's a better pitcher now than he was at the time when they, he was accused of doctoring the baseball. First pitch is outside the bench. Here's another one. He swings at a low and away pitch, and it's one ball, one strike. One ball, one strike. Well, he started with Hunter, then Holtzman, then Blylevin, now Singer. Another swing, foul tipped, held on to by Carlton Fisk. One ball, two strikes to Johnny Bench. Bench forced Williams at second his last time up. 0 for 1. Singer throws too low. Two balls, two strikes. You know, speaking of pitchers that uh, sort of doctored the ball up, uh, talking with some pitching coaches around uh, the major leagues, they feel that a lot of times when a pitcher does that, he loses his uh, good stuff because he, he forgets it, how to throw the curve. Long drive down the left field line, hooking toward the foul line, and it is gone. Home run, Johnny Benton. Just hooked around that foul pole, 333 feet down the line. And it's 3-1, the National League. And a lot of fans here, Maury didn't quite realize for a long while that that was a home run, but chasing it down the left field was Ron Luciano, the American League umpire stationed out there, and he didn't give it originally the circle in his hand. He just pointed into fair territory. And I believe Bench uh, knew it was gone because he sort of stood there and watched it, kind of like the first base. 
Ron Santo, who singled back in the second inning. Well, here's the National League again, down one to nothing, now leading three to one. They have dominated this series in recent years. Singers pitch to Santo misses inside. Well, Johnny Bench hit a home run in 1969, his first All-Star game against Stottlemyre, hit one in 1971 against Vita Blue, and has now hit another one against Bill Singer. Sato takes the home run cut but misses. It's one ball, one strike. Jim, that flag is blowing out, so the wind is blowing out for right-handed hitters to left field. This might, this might have a deciding factor on the ball game. Singer now waits and now throws. Takes something off that pitch. It knocks Santo down, but Ron had a time to grab a chair and sit down before the pitch got to him because it was a change. Just stayed inside, and Santo leisurely went down to the ground. Two balls, one strike. And nobody ever throws a changeup for a knockdown pitch. <laughs> Just the best hummer. Singer ready again. Throws the fastball this time. It is too low. Among the active players on all-star teams, Harmon Killebrew operated on yesterday. Willie Mays in his 24th all-star game tonight. They are the only other men active who have as many as three home runs, which Johnny Bench now has in all-star play. Sando swings and misses. It's three and two. National League has three runs on five hits, no errors. The American League, one run, three hits, and no errors. The American League scored first. Singer ready and the foul to the screen. Three and two. American League bullpen is busy. Esther Shylock is behind the plate tonight of the American League. Ken Burkhardt of the National League at first base. Larry Barnett of the American League down at second. Billy Williams of the National League at third. Ron Luciano made that home run call down the left field line. This is the American League and Bob Engel of the National League down the right field line. All four to Santo. The singer has come on and given up the home run to Johnny Bench and a walk to Ron Santo. And that'll bring up Chris Spire of the San Francisco Giants. Dolan Ryan is warming up now for the American League. Spire forced Santo at second base to end the second inning. His only other time up. Pitch is low and away. Spire is wearing white shoes. I understand that some company or some office gave the All-Star players, each player, white shoes. Sparky Anderson said my Cincinnati Reds aren't going to wear them. Some of the National Leaguers are wearing them, some are not. And Brooks Robinson, if I'm not mistaken, that's ball two now to Spire, started out with white shoes on and has now changed to his black shoes. That goes down as some of the greatest all-star trivia of all time. Singer last pitched on Friday. Beat Baltimore 8-3. There's a strike to Spire, 2-1. and one. National League leading by two in the 44th All-Star game. A game that originated 40 years ago. Ball popped up, foul over our heads, land on the screen. And how can that happen? For those of you who may not remember, there was a period of some years in which there were two All-Star games, not one. 
The All-Star Game began in 1933 at Chicago's Comiskey Park, and here we are in 1973 with the 44th All-Star Game in 40 years of play. Two and two now to Spire. Sando down at first base, not possessed of great speed. Here's the pitch. It is strike three at the knees. Spire backs out, struck out by Bill Singer. You know, one thing I noticed about Singer, even though he's pitching in the nice in the American League, he's still pitching, pitching as the same as a National League pitcher. He's the throwing pitcher. those low strikes, and usually in the American League, the pitchers are throwing the high strikes. Now here's something in All-Star play with a raft of All-Stars on the bench to pinch hit, and with one out and a man on, Osteen is going to bat for himself. And he's up there to do one thing, and that is to punt, and he bumps, and Fisk can't get to it. Carlton actually started down toward third base and then took a left turn back where the ball was, and by that time, it was too late. And Osteen is one of the best hitters on the Dodger ball club. Now, that includes uh, the regulars as well as the pitchers. Well, there's an announcement of speaking of trivia, but since there is a designated hitter rule in the American League, Claude Osteen is the first pitcher ever to come to bat in the stadium, which is not a year old yet, Royal Stadium. Because in the American League, the pitchers, most of them just don't bat. And he's no easy out. Strike one pitch, squares around the bun again, it's high, and umpire Nestor Shylock says that's ball one. For a moment, it looked as though he might have touched the ball. Now, Sharlock is looking down to third base because this is asking that they ask Billy Williams. And he said, no, he did not actually bump through the ball. It is a ball. So that's the American League Sharlock and the National League's Billy Williams getting together on that call. And it's against the American League. It's one ball, one strike. Oistin ostensibly will be there to bunt again. He squares around the bunt, bunts in front of the plate. Singer comes up with it, goes to first base, and the sacrifice is complete. As moving into second is Santo. You know, Jim, I'm getting a big kick out of watching Gene Mock at, at the third base coach's box going through a routine of signs. And we all know that in the All-Star game, you only have one easy sign because you don't have time to go into anything complicated. But he's really making them look tough. What is the one easy sign? Just tip, tip your cap. You're always hitting. And the only signs you can have in an all-star game would be the bunt and maybe a hit and run. Those are the only two signs. Our score of the National League 3, the American League 1. Santos now down at second base. And Pete Rose, who is grounded out and grounded into a forced play, but scored a run, has a chance to put the National League even farther out in front. They're just in the top of the fourth inning in which Johnny Bench led off with his third All-Star home run. Singer looks back at Santo, then throws, and the ball gets by Fisk, and over to third base goes Santo. Patrick Brady, Holy Stadium operator. With your regular team during the regular season, if you, you usually have a bunt sign and you also have a uh, squeeze sign, but in an All-Star game, the bunt with a man on third means the squeeze, and if he's on first or second, that means the sacrifice. Carlton Fisk, Murray, is charged with the pass ball. He had his glove on the ball. The ball was not that far out of the strike zone. Maybe Singer's putting a little more of that foreign substance on the ball. <laughs> it's taken off. Matter of fact, it was a strike on the inside corner. Fisk just couldn't hold on to it. There's another pitch that looks pretty good, but Nestor Shylock says, no, sir, he has missed. It's one ball, one strike. Santos standing about 10 feet off third base. 
strike at the knees called. One ball, two strikes. Again, we look up into the skies over Kansas City, in which we had all those thunderstorms today. They've had three days of very hard thunderstorms in the area. They're supposed to have another one a little bit later on tonight. I hope after the game. Here's the pitch. It's lined foul off to the left. It's Rose with two strikes on him, protecting the plate, just punched it foul off to the left. The American League's playing uh, Pete Rose as a left-handed pull hitter, uh, more of the right field, and he's definitely not a pull hitter. He gets a lot of hits down the left field line. Mercer's way around in left field. This pitch is up high, and Fisk had to jump for that. Two balls, two strikes. In fact, Rose is such a good hitter, he doesn't know where the ball is going. He just swings. Well, he and Willie Davis of the Dodgers, each in the same week, got 2,000 hits. Their 2,000th hit of their career. Ground ball foul. And Carl Yastrzemski, that same week, or within the same seven-day period, also picked up his 2,000th hit. And for a man that got 2,000 hits, Pete Rose said that he feels that toughest single feet in uh, sports is to hit a baseball. You have a round ball with a round bat, and you have to hit it squarely. Two balls, two strikes to Rose. Crouching is a switch hitter, remember. Singer faced him while he was over with the Dodgers. Ground ball to Brooks Robinson at third base. He's playing well off the back. Throws on to Mayberry. And that's the inning. One run on Bench's home run. That was the only hit. No errors. And Santo left at third. We go to the last of the fourth. The National League three, the American League one. We are listening to this 44th All-Star game. A couple of changes. Hank Aaron, who drove in the go-ahead run for the National League, has been replaced. He is through for the night. Joe Torrey, the St. Louis Cardinals, is at first base. Billy Williams has been taken out of right field, and Bobby Bonds of the San Francisco Giants is now in right field. Otto Steen remains the pitcher, of course. And in this fourth inning, with the National League leading 3-1, he'll face Amos Otis, Bobby Mercer, and Carlin Fisk. Otis widely hit off Morgan's glove and drove in Jackson, the only run for the American League. That was back in the second inning. Leading off the American League, the center fielder, Amos Otis. Santo guarding the line at third base. Otis watches the pitch go low from Claude Osteen. It's ball one. Foul back. Joe Torrey will bat fourth. Placing Aaron, and Bonds goes right in where Billy Williams was in the number five spot. One ball, one strike to Otis. Slow breaking pitch stays high. It's two and one. Bobby Mercer waits on deck. Crowd here at Kansas City rather quiet of late, as their American League team has fallen behind. Breaking pitch, and it's lined for a base hit. Otis playing before the home crowd is two for two. Second hit off Osteen. Breaking pitch in on the hands, and Otis pulled it between Santo and Spire. Now Bobby Mercer, who lines sharply to Sedano and center field is up. 
left-handed hitter against the left-hander Claude Osteen of the Dodgers. Rick Wise started, worked two innings. Osteen has worked the third, and here he is in the fourth, giving up a leadoff single. Mercer watches the pitch stay inside, like the slider, ball one. I think it's a case here where even though Otis is a good base stealer, I doubt if he tries to steal Jim because uh, the American League is down three to one. And also, we have a left-handed hitter in Mercer, and he wants to leave the hole open at first base. From the stretch, Osteen throws low and away, and again, Bench is right there to dig it out. It was so low that Mercer was telling Otis not to run, but Bench had it all away. Two and out to Bobby Mercer. Carlton Fisk stands on deck. American League looking for some runs. Here's a breaking pitch, and it's popped up. Morgan goes out. Spires there. Morgan takes it as Spire races to second to cover there, but Otis goes back to first base. Mercer, swinging on the 2-0 pitch, pops it up to Morgan at second base. And here comes Carlton Fisk, who worked the count to 3-2 and two back in the second and then lifted a lazy fly ball to Pete Rose in left field. Jim on that fly ball to short center field. We just saw two all-stars really making a difficult play look very easy. That ball was so that Sedanio could have caught it, Morgan could have caught it. If you don't use your voice, then you can really get in trouble and you can collide out there. But they, had, they came nowhere nearly uh, colliding, and so the play was made very simple. Now some of the Kansas City fans say, oh, go, go to the American League All-Stars, and Osteen changes up on Fisk, and he was way out in front of it and misses the pitch. Strike one. Really a beautiful setting here at Royal Stadium. The cascading waters out in right and center field. Red lights behind them. The moment, knock on wood. No rain in sight. Osteen, as the runner goes, benches throw down to second base, and in with the stolen base is the hometown favorite Otis. You couldn't have seen a better throw anywhere, any day, than with Ronnie Bench on court. That ball and that base was stolen right off Paul Osteen. It certainly was, and uh, it's my contention that you steal 95% of the times off of the pitcher, only 5% of the times off the catcher. That time it was a breaking pitch, too, and uh, Otis had a tremendous jump. One and one the count now to Fisk. Otis down at second base in this three to one ball game. Fastball thrown by Osteen, catches Fisk looking. It's one ball, two strikes. And Jim, on that last steal by Otis, uh, he did not have the steal sign, I know, but he went on his own, and it takes a lot of courage to be able to, to try to steal when you're behind like that and make it. Ground ball foul, because instead of being a hero, you're a goat, you've taken him out of a rally, it's two out and nobody on. That's right, and you got Johnny Bench behind the plate and uh, left-handed pitcher pitching. One and two to Fisk, who's had a pass ball charged against him. Like to get a run here in this 3-1 ball game. Draw the American League a little bit closer. Drive out to 
Right, left center field. Sedano's there for the line drive and has it. And Otis goes back and now Bluff's going for third. But Sedano's throw is there in plenty of time. Hard hit line drive. That'll bring up Brooks Robinson. Who replied to Sedano last time out. Brooks Robinson. Ashley Bullpen is busy. As Robinson steps in. The only thing about Brooks, he's not a, a, a big hitter for average, but he's probably one of the most outstanding clutch hitters in the game. And we just might see another run get in here for the American League. Osteen watching Otis dance around and throws a breaking pitch, and Robinson swings and misses. Strike one. Well, the American League won two World Series in the last three years, and they have held their own in the World Series since 1966 when Baltimore burst through. But in the All-Star game, it's a different story. The National League has been dominating since 1960. American League dominated in the earlier years. Strike one pitch now to Brooks Robinson, run by Claude Osteen. is the fastball outside. It's one and one. I remember the Baltimore Orioles in the 1966 World Series. Not you for long. It. <laughs> they beat the Dodgers four in a row. I was there. Had forgotten about that by choice. Thanks for mentioning it again, old buddy. Oh, yeah. One and one. Ground ball right back to Osteen. Comebacker. He's got all the time in the world. <laughs> and throws high to Torrey, who steps on the bag, and that's it. A runs, one hit. No errors. And Otis, who's single and stole second, left at second base. At the end of four, the National League leads the American League three to one. The National League, three runs, five hits, no errors. The American League, one run, four hits, and no errors. And we have a couple of changes now for the American League. Dave May, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, is going to center field, replacing Otis. Morgan is up and fouls off Singer's first pitch. And Sal Bando has taken over at third base. Brooks Robinson is gone. May will bat fifth, replacing Otis, and Bando will bat eighth, replacing Robinson. Another pitch, fastball. Inside, corner, and it's 0-2 to Joe Morgan. This 3-1 ballgame, 40,849 looking on. Punched out to left field down the line. That's a fair ball. Tracing it is Bobby Mercer going into the corner. Morgan showing great speed, trots into second base well ahead of the throw, which bounces past Campanaris and on to Bando at third base. Singer has given up now a home run and a double. Cesar Cedeno is up, looking down to Gene Mark at third base, who looks into the dugout to Sparky Anderson. Tough to bunt in it, Maury, when you got Sedano, Torrey, and Bonds coming up. Well, I tell you, this pitcher's getting no rest. Pops it up foul behind the plate. Looks like it'll hit the screen and does. Strike one to Sedano. You know, I announced the crowd of 40,849. You may say, gee, that is a small crowd. But this stadium is built to hold a crowd no larger than that. It is strictly for baseball. Kansas City has built it very compact, so there's not a bad seat in the house. And I don't think there's an empty seat here. Also, this ball bounces away from Fisk. I don't know whether it was fouled at the plate off the bat of Sedano or not. There's nothing that has gone up on the scoreboard yet. 
still the strike one count. Shylock is standing there. And now he holds up. It did bounce off the bat, so it is strike two to Cedeno. Singer throws a slider that stays outside. One ball, two strikes. Scoreboard shows two balls, two strikes, but it's one ball, two strikes. Thinking back that Morgan getting that hit to left field, he's been a left-handed hitter. He likes to pull the ball. Oh, did Cedeno take a cut as he struck out of the bad pitch? And he often looks for something to pull, but I think Joe Morgan might be a better hitter with two strikes because then he goes with the pitch. And that's when he stroked that one to left field. Joe Torrey. Well, here's Joe Torrey. Hitting 298. 1971 most valuable player. Nine home runs, 45 RBIs from the Cardinals. Right-handed batter up for the first time. The base singer and takes a strike. And Jim being an old base stealer myself, I can just feel that Morgan is looking for a chance to steal third base. All right, I'll pay a little closer attention. One strike to Torrey. Morgan's got a good lead. He's on the artificial turf. Not going. The ball has popped up to the infield. John Mayberry at first base says he's got it near the mound and has it for the second out. Now that'll bring up Bobby Bonds. We told you Sparky Anderson said Bobby Bonds is the best player till now in the 1973 season. Right Bobby Bonds is hitting 305. He has stolen 28 bases. He leads the major leagues in runs scored with 85. He is a leadoff batter and yet has driven in 64 runs and has hit 25 home runs. That's the career's work. Incredible. Bobby Bonds, big, tall, fleet right-hander, waits and takes a strike on the outside corner from Bill Singer. 3-1 the score of the National League. We are in the top of the fifth. One strike to Bonds, two out. Morgan at second base. And I was thinking earlier what you said about Hank Aaron, 700 home runs. That's more than some Major League players get to hit. Ball is outside. One ball, one strike to Bonds. Bonds has speed. Morgan has speed down at second base. Davey May is playing Bobby Bonds almost in Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> he is really out in center field. First of the same and left. Fouled back. It's one ball, two strikes. I would explain that better, Jim. What I mean is some, that's more than some players get a chance to bat at all in their entire Major League career 700 times. You know, Manny Mota, who is hitting great, has lost the... National League batting league because he's only been to bat 208 times now. So Watson of Houston has taken over. Fastball high and away. Two and two now to Bonds. Mota's still blazing along with the 351 average, but he's only been to bat 208 times. So Bobby Watson, who's been to bat 379 times, now leads the National League with his 325 average. Two and two. Pitch is hit to left field. Back goes Mercer at the warning track. Looking up, it's gone. Two-run home run, and has he done it again? It's 5-1, to one, the National League. 
Sparky Anderson knew what he was talking about, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was the first one of the step there to congratulate him, too. Well, the American League really has its work cut out for them now. They're facing Osteen. They have seen Wise, but they've got Billingham, Brewer, Justice, Seaver, Sutton, Twitchell, all waiting to nail it down, and they've got a four-run lead. Johnny Bench, homer last time up, one for two. Checks a swing and a low pitch for Bill Singer. Now, Jim is very unusual. A player like Bond, Cedeno, that can steal a lot of bases, yet hit home runs. Uh, that's the combination you don't find in too many ball players. Ground ball, Campanaris in the hole, backhands it, has a long throw. Bench does not beat it off, but two runs score on two base hits, including Bonds' home run. No errors, nobody left. We go to the last of the fifth, and here's the National League leading by the score of 5-1. to one. Well, Bill Singer is out. He's being batted for now by Pat Kelly, the White Sox, who has taken ball one. And there's a new pitcher in there, and it is Don Sutton of the Dodgers, and Kelly pops this one up. Spire, the shortstop, goes back and one-hands it out between Cedeno and Rose in short left center field. Kelly of the White Sox, one of the choices of manager Dick Williams. In his first All-Star game, hitting a 291, pops out. Here is Campanaris. Sutton on the mound now, right-hander in his second All-Star game. He has pitched a couple of scoreless innings. This year he is 12 and 6. Ground ball, third base. Up with it is Santo, rifles it over to Troy, and quickly there are two out. American League continues to go very quietly. I'm hardly having enough time to tell you about Sutton, who used to have a great big curve, but he cut down on the, the breadth of it. He now throws a little bit harder. Got a screwball, a good fastball. And he is in there now to face Rod Carew, who is 0 for 2. 5 to 1, the National League in the last of the fifth. National League has looked awesome. The American League, there's a strike on the inside corner. The American League, with the exception of the time in which Reggie Jackson and Otis put together a double and a single score run, have not looked that good. Their pitchers have not been that sharp. Strike on the outside corner, two strikes. Now, in fairness, Jim Catfish Hunter was going along fine until the ball bounced off his hand and he had to go out. Two strikes to count crew. That's in under his hands. Bench digs it out. One ball, two strikes. Two out of the fifth. They don't play Carew too deep. They do play him around to the opposite field. Play him to hit to left, which he does a lot of. That ball just misses the outside corner. It's two balls, two strikes. And Jim, that's why Carew is such an outstanding hitter because he does hit the ball to all fields. He will slice that outside pitch to left field and can pull the ball if he wants to. Sutton back, and I mean he just missed that outside corner again. It is three balls, two strikes. Mayberry wakes on deck. And Carew has a good idea of the strike zone. That's another thing that makes him a good hitter. Three and two with two out. 
up and taking his time. There's a ball, wind right back off Sutton's glove. He retrieves it, picks it up, and throws out through, and that's it. Hard hit ball, but Sutton had it all the way, or the ball had him all the way until he picked it up. The runs hit through as a one, two, three inning for Sutton in his first appearance at the end of five. The National League five, the American League one.